If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hi, podcast. See you, podcast time for uh, Tuesday, April 23rd. A few weeks from past birthday, 2019. Get those gift ideas ready. I, I got my Amazon wish list. No, no. That's Ian Ferguson. Hi. I'm Pat Conchie. What are we talking about? We're talking about Ninja being one of the most influential people of all time, apparently. Yes. The 30th anniversary of the Game Boy. Uh, Extraterrestrials, rare Atari game on eBay. Prototype updates. More prototypes found for the Super Nintendo. Yay! A preservationist update. In China, game ban, a Tales from the Game Store, and a Patreon uh, poll topic. Ian, what's been going on with you? You, you, you downloaded some Mortal Kombat? Yeah. Mortal Kombat? Yeah, so I, I actually didn't realize. I woke up yesterday and I was like, man, Mortal Kombat comes out soon. And I was like, wait a second, what's today? I think it comes out tomorrow. <laughs> so Midnight. Um, over here on the uh, West Coast, it's nice because uh, games unlock, uh, digital download games unlock at 9. So they don't code them to time codes. They just, but, or, or, yeah, it's, it's basically it's you know once it's once it's midnight on the East Coast, it's it's available everywhere. Um, so God bless that being on the West Coast for I mean for, football games are earlier. Yeah, things just end earlier. The fucking Oscars don't go till midnight. It's great. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, you're not up until one in the morning watching WrestleMania. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> but, Can't imagine that. Anyway. Um, so yeah, back to it. Vani was like, oh, that sounds like it'd be a fun thing to do tonight. And I was like, yeah, why not? Because I really enjoyed Mortal Kombat 10. Um, I never liked the series growing up. I had fun enough with 2. But um, when I got Mortal Kombat 9, it was it was a step in the right direction. And was, then, what was, how, when did 9 come out? Like six, seven years ago? 9 was like 360 PS3. So yeah, it was probably 2010 like... 2010-ish? 9? I'd say like 2009 probably. Okay, so, like, okay. so one comes out every five years about. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then Mortal Kombat, I think it was like four years since Mortal Kombat 10. So then Mortal Kombat 10 improved a lot on it, and I played that a ton. So at this point, 11 seemed like it was going to be a solid buy. Um, so, and you're a big fan of the series. I know I slag it off unnecessarily at some point, but, you know, it's a quality series. I just, it's, it's not for me. I like the modern series. Um, I mean, the fighting's a lot better. The story... So, basically, Vonnie and I played for about three hours last night, two hours last night. Uh, we streamed it. Uh, we each made sure to play each character at least once. We did all the backgrounds. Um, Vonnie is afraid to fail at pulling off a fatality, so if she She's wins... She's afraid? If, to fail. So, if she wins, she just slaps me in the face and my guy falls over. And oh, she'd she rather versus you just falling over. Yeah, yeah. It, so, she... Um, but she is actually very good she's finding some of her characters um but it looks like the main game itself is this, this is one thing i really appreciate about nether realm um you get a lot of games and i like these games don't get me wrong like i like tekken 7 a lot and i like street fighter 5 well sort of but a lot of these games are released these days and the focus is solely on versus mode they're very lacking in terms of um 
There's 25 characters, by the way. Two DLC, 23 on launch, looks like. Yeah. Okay. And they're going to... they'll Just like uh, Injustice and Mortal Kombat 10, they'll probably do two packs of four DLC characters. Um, so what was I saying? Oh, so uh, most fighting games focus on the versus aspect now. Like, one-on-one. You know, like, when Street Fighter released, it had no arcade mode, no story mode. Uh, it they was... were talking about the hell ridiculous it was when yeah. it released. Yeah, and... I play most of my fighting games against people, but it, it's nice to have something. NetherRealm games go over the top. There's like a three-hour story mode that is basically watching cinematics, and then it goes into f- cutscenes. They shoehorn in fights somehow. And, and, you, and you fight in there. <laughs> I, I watched some of the cutscenes from past Mortal Kombat games. They're ridiculous, but I guess they're entertaining. They're so they cheesy. are. I mean, they're, they're definitely they're dumb. Di- yeah. They're over the top. And at some point, how many times can you like make up a different story for a tournament fighter? Well, you know, hold like, on. Let, let's let's I, talk about how this one starts. Okay, let's talk about. <laughs> First of all, which one was there an official like which one rebooted the story? Was that nine or ten? Did one like say <laughs> this is like the official reboot? I think I don't know story. Or much. is it the same story they just retell over and over? Well, again? this one looks like because every because no character apparently stays dead. They come back. Yeah. So, so I can't remember how ten ended. And led into this, but but I, it does seem to be somewhat of a continuation because it starts with uh, Shinnok and Chains, and Raiden has gone very dark and gritty. And uh, Grim Dark Raiden, yeah, Grim Dark. Oh, Raiden. I saw this when the teaser when he when he like just destroys him, right? Yeah, he, he destroys like uh, Shinnok, and uh, he cuts his head off, uh-huh. but Shinnok can't die. So. And <laughs> There's this head just sitting there, and it's like talking, but not making any <laughs> any sense. And then, it, it, you know, you can't hear it. And then, um, like as it goes on, I'm only like maybe 45 minutes in it. I can't remember exactly why, but now the head is like trapped in the middle of a medallion, and people are fighting for power. I don't. I have no it's, idea. The story is ridiculous. They're, they're, I just think it's funny that in a game that's all about killing and violence that the characters don't actually die. Well, the roster is 90% the same. So then I don't understand like how, I guess you got to bring You can't kill off these characters. I'm not saying you got to kill off half of them, but like a few actually die in the story. don't come back. I'm guessing maybe they have in the past, but not the main ones. Luke Kang, Raiden, Sonya, Sub-Zero, Scorpion, Baraka. Luke Cage uh, just evil. Johnny Cage isn't here. He died in the, at the beginning of the second movie. He, he's still here. And the movies don't count. <laughs> I'm just saying though, like, None of the deaths are actually built into the story. That they lo- no, the game is an over-the-top schlock fest. They, and that's another thing I've enjoyed about it. They've stopped trying to have it make sense. They don't try to make sense anymore. And they just have fun with it. And like I said, they've improved the fighting. So beyond the story so how, mode... So how's this fighting improved? Uh, so in this one, um, it. so I'm not a fighting game expert. So if I'm wrong about Absolutely certain not. things... Um, <laughs> It just feels better. The combos are better. Differences that I've noticed between... Um, some main differences I've noticed between uh, uh, 10 and 11 so far. Um, moves feel a bit more balanced. Uppercuts aren't as easy to spam. Uh, the reach on the uppercut feels like it's been shortened a little bit. It's not this ridiculous. Way, so they have to be closer. That that was something that I... I don't know if that's true, but that's certainly how it felt last night. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Also, the way they uh, they changed their meter moves uh, seems to be a bit better. Okay. Um, the power meter stuff. Uh, the fatal blow, which used to be called the X-ray, is now um, built up in a different way, so it doesn't use your bar. One of the problems in Mortal Kombat 10 um, and 9, in my opinion, was you had this bar that would fill up that would let you do like um, extra special versions of special moves or counters and stuff like that. But when the bar was full, 
that's when you would do your x-ray move, you know, your big, like, comeback move. Okay. So what it did was is it, it kind of... No one ever used the other enhancements that were there in 9 and 10. They A lot of people didn't bother to use things like super move bursts and stuff like that because they were saving up for this... This x-ray. This, this big move. So now it's separate from the other so you can now play around with those other mechanics you don't want to get too fancy with your like meter moves and fighting games i think we i don't like having too many options this is this one is 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 perfect give me like two so give me like one meter i can use it up when it's like half or like full like do we need that many options with it so no you don't but that's why i think this works it's one option now that's always there every fighting game now has some sort of comeback mid-match move Sure, and then basic, you get like one per, once per entire yeah. match. The and then at the through. bottom, a lot of so far because I haven't looked hugely into it. Like I said, I played like three hours, but um, you can use it to enhance moves. So like if you do a down toward square, and then if you do down toward square and R one at the same time, it charges it up and it does extra hits and okay. things like that, which is fun. Um, so yeah, I mean, you uh, like it? Yeah, it, it feels good. Smoother than than ten. Honestly, it's 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 it. 10 was very close to very, very, very good. This is a little felt a little off. Yeah, this is, I think, closer so far. Now, I've heard bad things about the grind. I've heard bad things about microtransactions. Already? Apparently, um, Never, I don't know, NetherRealm came out and said, we're going to rebalance the, the, um, the unlocks. Essentially, so that it's too it, hard to get. So yeah, how do you know that when the game just came out ten hours ago? People playing in the mid hours of the, of the morning. To well, yeah, and unlock I mean, stuff? you can do matches and look at what's available to unlock in the crypt, and that's another thing that's fun about the crypt. The Mortal Kombat nine through eleven games. Can I make a comment on the roster real quick? And yeah, I, I honestly didn't know that there was someone called Cassie Cage. I looked it up. I thought it was like Johnny Cage's sister. So, then his, I looked it up. It's the daughter with Sonya. Yeah. But they're still both in the game. And Cassie Case looks as old as Sonya does. So, what's going on with like this time time split differential where Johnny Cage should be sixty years old if Cassie's like thirty or twenty five? Like it doesn't make any sense. Cassie's supposed to. They should be, be like, retired. Sonya and Johnny Cage should be retired somewhere. I think she's supposed right? to be like right around twenty. But she's like a police person. It looks like you she, can't be a twenty year old police she's woman. A special forces agent. Yeah. She, so that takes like thirty five years to get to that. Be a special forces person or I, thirty I years. Know. Not in the world of Mortal Kombat. I mean, she looks she looks great. I mean, she looks like her mom and her dad, I guess. But when did they have time to have sex? I thought they didn't like each other. They is, is that part? Of, uh, they they I, I think they started boning down around nine is that, part, is that part of the lore is they have a little sneaky sex somewhere <laughs> but uh they survive a, a, they survive the scorpion fights so and, and 10 they were divorced and then they got back together at the end of 10. are you serious yes i, I yeah they there's enough time to do these tournaments and then get divorced and come back and have a kid that ages they started off years divorced and, in in 10 and i so think in that, nine they had the sex i don't know so in 10 <laughs> I can't remember all the way back to nine. What was the conception? That's in what I ten, know. which was the first one that introduced Cassie Cage, um, and Jacqueline Briggs, which is Jax's daughter. So they all have their kids in this. That was in. Oh yeah, and here's the fun part. Here's the fun part: mom versus dad, and then you pull a fatality like on your can daughter we, or something. Can shit. we leave the kids out of this? <laughs> just... You want to make a better life. You don't want to drag your kids into Mortal Kombat tournaments. You want to provide. You want a better life for your kids. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. That's if I ever have a kid. You ever a kid? You don't want the kid to go through this podcast. You want the kid to do a little better, right? You know, I don't have the kid fight for their lives and be you know have their heads cut off 
every three minutes. Every three I, I just thought it was strange. I was like, that's bizarre to me, where you bring your family, siblings, and into a, a Mortal Kombat game. It's just weird to even be put in that position, isn't it? Or maybe maybe some uh, female players want to be able to kill their father in the game. That's fine. Get out some steam. That's fine. Then let's, then, you know, then let's have the son kill the mom. Why not? Oh, my God. <laughs> let's, let's keep an equal opportunity here. That's all I'm saying. All right, so that's all for Mortal Kombat. Yeah, it's, real, it's real quick on the Switch version, uh, some early whatever controversy, because apparently the, the Switch download is 20 gigs. So if you actually buy the physical version on the card, you get like you get the bare bones experience, supposedly with like uh, no story or anything. It's just like you can fight one on one. So if you if it. you if you plugged it in, if, if you put that cartridge in, you so turned you, it on without it being connected to the internet, and you played it before update, you, you would get nothing. You get like like. But we've got like the Street Fighter game where it's like one on one fights with no one. <laughs> Shit. So that's a problem now because with 20 gigs, and I heard that there could be another update coming out, which adds even more already. Now this really comes into the, the, the point of what's the point? What's the point of even having the physical one? But the, the problem is the Switch doesn't have any enough, enough on there where. One game will, will, could could be most of your your gigabytes, your sixty four gigabytes. Yeah. So you got to buy the cards. I mean, I bought a two hundred fifty six gig card. I think on Prime Day last year that was highly recommended. But even that two hundred fifty six gigs, you might have to swap that out. Yeah. After a year or two of having games on the Switch, so so either put the games on cards that hold most of it. I'm not saying they got to be one hundred twenty gig cards. But you can can you do a sixteen gig card and get most of that shit on there, or twenty four gig, or thirty two. Right. I don't understand what the reasoning is. I do, I don't. I, I mean, from what I understand, those size cards exist for the Switch, but it's cheaper to use the other ones. They're just passing the pain off to the consumer, yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, so it's cheaper. You don't and- want to get in a situation where you have to like have your Switch and like, oh, what, what, what? Uh, I got to swap the card out to play the game now. On top of having the game in, that's just that's gonna be a weird spot. My um. It, not this sounds more dramatic than it is, but this this is how physical media will end up slipping away. It's not going to just sure. disappear. They're going to do this, and people are going to realize there's no point in having this physical media if 20 years from now I can't plug this in and basically get the game. Yeah, they're forcing it to be crap. Once a physical purchase essentially just becomes a download with a box, which we've already seen and discussed on here, that's, I think, when people are going to realize, well, then I'm not going to the store. I'm going to sit in my living room and hit download. Sure. The other thing is I've seen people on Twitter uh, comparing. They're complaining that the Switch version looks like a PS3 error. They're doing matching screenshots. That's, versus... that's fine. I think people would be happy if they had, it even even though the, you know PS3 is like 12 years old, I think people would be happy saying, I have a handheld version of that. That's that's my take. Yes, you know. the Switch is a dockable console. It's a, it's a home console, but it's also a portable. And I, I'm playing Mortal Kombat on the PS4. That's where I play my fighting games. Um, but um, blah, blah, blah. oh right um, I mean <laughs> it was just a generation ago we were hoping for even a remotely decent version of various fighting games on mm-hmm. like the 3DS or the Vita or the PSP yeah um, Mortal Kombat 10 on the Vita was not fantastic either in terms of its graphic quality but you know what it was Mortal Kombat 10 on the go um, Mortal Kombat 11 I, I, people as long as it plays the same, I know people are complaining that you know some, uh, some fatalities are, are making it jittery and stuff. They can probably fix some of that, but if it plays the same, to me, it's like having a computer game where you just take the textures down to like low to, in order to be smoother. Right. I'd rather have an arcade port that is pretty much 
100% accurate, but less graphical. Yeah. Uh, less uh, faithful in the graphics department than than one that looks pretty and doesn't have any. Or a total report where it's like a, a different game. And that's what we always used to get. Yeah. And that's not what we have here. So, yeah, I mean, people are complaining about what they should have known all the time, all, all along, which is the Switch is not as powerful as a PS4 and an Xbox One. And it does what it can, and it's on, you know, and it's also portable. It's a little console that could, a little handheld yeah. that could. Um, and then, r- real quick, back in the news, and back in August, we talked about Philip Mewson, who was unceremoniously dumped from IGN for plagiarizing uh, on, I think, five or six videos and articles for game reviews. And he came back with an apology uh, eight months later. And he's been, still been doing videos on YouTube now, now and then. They all get thumbed down to hell. Right. Because once you or a plagiarist that's that's like a cheater yeah you're kind of low you kind of your trust is misplaced at that point so um i don't know i don't my thoughts are just he put out first of all, i put out an apology video then the same day hours later he put out a response to the apology it looks like an i didn't watch that one but that one looked like it was like an in-depth explanation as to why i'm apologizing it wasn't in depth it was a few extra minutes oh, okay so yeah. so the, the question is I, I guess once you're outed in the public and you're embarrassed and you're Throwing away from your job, you, you want to apologize, but you do that right away. You don't wait eight months later because by now most people forgot who you are. Right, you're not going to get your job back anywhere. And to me, it's it just it's just sort of um, I don't know. I don't. Uh, you can do whatever you want, but I mean, as far as I'm concerned, uh, once you're like this in the community, outed as a plagiarist, you're sort of persona non grata. And I wish you luck in, in your future endeavors, but just do something else. That's just my opinion. Just go do something else. That's kind of my thinking on it too. Um, his apology as weirdly timed and as late as it is without talking about him for a second his apology is a template for a good apology sure this but video he covered i mean he did not he he took all the blame this time um, it was it was funny he laid out all the he ones. laid out every right, single so I did, like his interactions like, like what was it like bayonetta and fifa and a couple yeah. others I was like oh okay it's actually funny when he's listing them all but you know he he addresses each one and doesn't try to shift blame around this time uh, acknowledges you know how the other people might have felt it was a good apology in theory in theory but he doubled down back in August and like yeah. went after Kotaku for spotlighting it, saying like, "Oh, they're doing this for clicks." It's like, no, we're reporting major news. This doesn't happen often where a, a major website has to, you know, it, like if it happens with like a New York Times, it's huge news. If, if a reporter gets taken down for plagiarism, which happened, I think like ten years ago, someone was disgraced, a journalist with I think it was New York Times. So it's, it's big news. It doesn't happen. Plus, it's, it's like un, unthinkable for a lot of people that you would do that. You'd be that dishonest. Right. So, I mean, that that's all. I mean, his his YouTube career is going to be where it is. It's not going to really... People are going to have like that weird, weird sort of morbid curiosity, I believe. But I don't think it's going to go places now. It's just, it's tough to gain trust back on stuff like that. He he blamed it on like, oh, my, you know, I, I got to know over my head with this job, you know, things like that. Well, then don't do the job. I mean, that's one thing you can say. You know, don't don't rip people off. Say you need help. I know it's tough being a journalist at IGN. You probably weren't weren't paid that much in an entry level position. And you want to crank it out. You want to do good, but you know it's 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 not for everyone. That's that's for sure. All right. Kind of like tripe. Like what? Tripe. Tripe. It's I don't. Not, it's not for everyone. Do we, do we have that Korean barbecue? Do we ever get the tripe? I I eat tripe, but I don't. Uh, yeah. No, I got intestine once. I didn't get tripe. Isn't tripe intestine? Well. Yes, it's just it depends on what way it is. Is it going to be honeycomb or? Okay, honeycomb intestine. All right. 
Ian, you know we're the official Battle Royale podcast. We are. I mean, absolutely. So it's good when our pal Ninja uh, gets voted our, on the Times. Our or, boss, Ninja. He's our boss. He's our, that's true. He's our boss. Uh, he, he, he sponsors a segment of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. um, he got named to the Times 100 Most Influential People list, which comes out once a year. And I, Okay. A hundred's a lot to fill. I understand, I understand that. When, you, when you're the editor and you're like, we got to do a hundred people. We can't have just the same people every year, probably. Let's see what's out there. So I, I get that. I get that. So I'm, I'm picturing the Times editor saying, knowing, okay, let's think about, we got to put something with video games in, right? I'm thinking about, I'm a 65-year-old Times editor or 60 or whatever. We got, okay, I know that video games exist. I know they're hot. Fortnite, Ninja. Let's have him be our representative for video games, and let's put him on here. <laughs> That's how I picture it winning, going. It's like, oh, people know who he is. He's popular. Let's put him on here. I'm, I will say, I mean, just based... Uh, so before we get into the, the blurb that's written and some of the things that have been said, on the face of it, 100 most influential people in a year, he's had an influential year. Absolutely. An influential year. Let's make sure that's the key here. He's had a good year. Okay, because I so I understand it. He's he's in the public eye. Um, he has had a very popular year. There's got to fill a hundred. They try to get stuff from every you know Angle every, every aspect. Sure. So fine, I agree with this. What I don't agree with is, and this, this is a thought that we've seen a little bit on Twitter and in some of these articles, people overstating his importance. The closing line to the two paragraphs. Do you want word, to just read the article? I don't understand this. This is written by uh, Juju Smith Schuster. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna quote this. At the end of the day, Ninja is an absolute legend and someone to whom we owe a lot for making gaming what it is today. Holy shit! You could eat the hyperbole with a spoon. Let's just let's just read that entire article, that entire paragraph. Okay, I've been a huge video game f- f- a fanatic my whole life, but people have seen it as a childish and a waste of time. Ninja is huge in building up the credibility of esports. At the end of the day, How? Ninja is an absolute legend and someone to whom we owe a lot for making gaming what it is today. I have to look up the author to see how old they are, because let me just let me just say this: we the, we are past the the point. Where we've probably been for like fifteen years, I would say. At least, I mean, at least you could stretch it and say five. I mean, but we've been. It, We're way past five. the point where games are seen just for children and being for nerds and geeks. Like that has not because you know why? We're the kids that grew up with them in the eighties and nineties. We are now the adults and having kids in theory. Yes, so not here, but yeah, but you see what I mean? Like we are the ones now in positions, getting to positions of power in society and influence in pop culture. Once you reach like the 35, 40, 45 year old mark, we are now the predominant class of people. So for us, gaming is normal. This isn't like 20 years ago when people that were 40 didn't grow up with gamings, with right. gaming. I might have said like that's kind of where it's like a toy. I also feel like we that's are where... way past that point. I also feel like fucking way past it. But lots of people. <laughs> it's weird because people who wanted to shed that now fall back on that still being the case. It's like. I... It, it, you're it, not in a press class, right? Exactly. I, I was gonna, I was gonna you're say you're not that, in a press class. That, that's where I think some of this weird, gross darkness you in certain some corners like, of gaming happen. It's because they still fall back on that. this romantic feeling of we're oppressed by some 
You're not. You you're part- not. Get, you're, you're not not getting a job because you're a gamer. You, you're, you're not. You're not being discriminated against because you you like video games. You participate in one of the most popular hobbies. Of it's the most. Time. It's the most popular form of entertainment in terms of dollars on the earth. Yeah. So it, it beat out movies. I think for the first time, like eight years. Years ago. ago years yeah. ago. Yeah. And porn, like years and years. Well, a lot of porn's free now. Yeah. But it's still a huge industry. Well, free. We're paying for it with our souls. I know. It's no, <laughs> never mind. Oh, you did. You got to talk about a nice subscription site. Anyway, so it's it's almost quaint to see this being written. Oh, this is a football player who wrote this article. We shouldn't be paying for porn, is what I'm trying to say. Anyways, continue. This is a player for the Pittsburgh Steelers that wrote this. Yeah. Now I'm questioning the editorial process of this influential 100. I just don't understand it. I don't. I don't get it. Then. I don't understand. Person X, can you... This is a a 22-year-old football player uh, for the Steelers, Pittsburgh Steelers, that wrote this? Unless there's two Juju Smith-Schusters. It says, I play in the NFL right at the start. Okay. I don't understand this at all, then. I don't get it. So this 22-year-old... I don't picture, first of all, this guy could kill anyone. He's probably like 6'2", 230. Yes. So I don't understand anyone calling him a nerd or geek for playing. And the the Madden games in and of themselves are huge. They're huge in pop culture. They're huge in all all denominations and all uh, swaths of people love the Madden series. The same thing with football. Football is the most popular sport. The Madden game was one of the most popular video games. So you... This doesn't FIFA. make any sense. FIFA is the most popular, well, only, technically. Only, yeah. For the North America, okay, I mean. sure. So I don't understand this at all. I just don't. If you want to say he's influential, fine. But he did not make gaming acceptable. Right. It was way before Ninja. And plus, like you said, Ninja, I only knew about Ninja. Uh, he's been around for like a year and a half in terms of popularity. Once he played with Drake and he blew up, that's the first time I ever heard of him. I'm sure people will be like, no, he's been around forever. I don't know if that's actually true. But, um, I mean, Fortnite is what he made his name on. And, and if Fortnite's I'm, a year and a half old. If now. I'm not mistaken, Fortnite won't even be two until October. Yeah, so Fortnite's not that old. Yeah. So. I'm not poo-pooing Ninja. He's probably a nice yeah, kid, it, but this is just over the top. In closing, I get it. I understand his vote. I, I understand him being in the 100 most influential. I don't understand this flabbergasted, like, he's changed the landscape type attitude. He, he, it was only a year ago he played with Drake. It was March of last year, it looks like. That was it. It seemed like the time kind of yeah. just like... With the internet, it seems like a lot more things happen. That was it. Before that, I was like, oh, who's this person? Drake? I was like, oh. oh I mean, I know Drake, but oh, he's playing with this guy named Ninja. I was like, okay. So, yeah. Um, Tyler, I'm sure you're a nice guy. You're, you're our boss. You're our pal. You're our boss. <laughs> Maybe we'll meet him one day. Like, yeah, you know, uh, I hear you guys talking smack about me being in influ- <laughs> No. He doesn't care. He had his picture taken, his nice headshot there, and he's fine. Smith Schuster is a wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm a fucking idiot. I, I didn't read the, the byline on the bottom. I should know that. I was going to say, it says NFL right at the top. But I didn't even see the byline where it says, like, who oh, wrote this? I thought you were just, like, looking for an age or something. Oh, he's also the best in the world at his craft. I I, I guess at, at streaming, you want to say, because it's popularity? Or playing video games, I guess because it's streaming and entertaining. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I've never watched him, but I don't feel like that's a... That's he, a. I don't feel like that's a stretch. He I was mean, single-handedly right blending gaming and pop culture. Uh, Juju, oh. Juju, that's a bridge too far, buddy. Oh. I know you can you can tackle me well. That's a bridge too far, Juju. That's all. That's all I'm saying. He's 22. He's a kid. He's a kid playing football that loves video games, which is fine. That's great. Yeah. 
Everyone's playing Fortnite. The fucking the Phillies guy. We told the story. The the Phillies guy took a bat to the to the TV because they were playing it in the yeah. in the clubhouse <laughs> yeah. and they were losing. And he fucking I was like, "Yep, there you go, you millennials. That's what you get for playing Fortnite." <laughs> All right, moving on. We've got a birthday to celebrate. Happy birthday to Game Boy. Mm-mm-mm, birthday mm-mm. to Game Boy. It is the Game Boy's birthday. Happy in, birthday in Japan. Well, in, in like three months here, but it's close enough. It's July, August in the U.S., yeah. Um, so, Boy. yes, the Game Boy, Nintendo's little system that could, came out April 21st. Jeez, uh, was it 88 or 89? Pat Math, 89, 30 years. 89, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keep, keep the nine. Yeah. Keep the nine there. Right. So, um, <laughs> April, wow. April you were tw- struggling. Woo! April 21st, 89, the Game Boy comes out. And uh, very much uh, this, I believe, I can say, uh, unlike, um, you know, uh, changing the way we look at gaming. Uh, this did change the landscape. I feel like sure. the Game Boy definitely changed the Not landscape. the first handheld, but the most important one. The most important one. Um, one I of- would say the most important handheld ever, Norm. That's what I would say. <laughs> hands, hands down, bar none. Bar none. Um, it was impressive at the time because it was produced by a company that people knew. It was, um, what? That's impressive. Well, it's important, I should okay. say. It's important because it was, um, it was produced by a company that people knew, and it had changeable cartridges, which was a huge thing. Yes. Um, Again, not the first, right. but, you know. So, it was, I mean, at that point in time, most of what you could play in terms of a portable game were Tiger LCD games that were very, very rudimentary in terms of mm-hmm. you know any actual gameplay um and then and no one had heard heard of the uh the the, the fucking microvision that microvision was gone. that last that was a blip that was like a year right and actually i was gonna bring up blip but blip is electromechanical but you know portable games were electromechanical or a lot of times led based yeah they were very simple um then, then you had then you had uh you had the fucking one that you can't find oh, jesus christ i can't think of that one well, the the Entex, the Entex select the game. Yeah, yeah. That, no one had that. You can't find it. So you, so you, you, no one knew about that. And then you had, um, like I just said, the other one. I just like, Microvision. Like Microvision. no one. So we're talking you, about we're talking about eight nine years in between those and and the Game Boy. Yeah, I mean, you, you look at perhaps the dawn of Mattel football, which I think was like seventy seven or something like that. Seventy six, seventy seven. They started coming out. Yeah, and then you know you finally get to the Game Boy. So. You know, prior to the Game Boy, most easy options were, like I said, rudimentary, one game. Game and Watches. Game and Watches. Tiger LCDs, which started to come out like 86, 87, right around there. I mentioned those. So, to have this come out, and it's one unit, and you can just swap the games. And it's aligned with this with this company like you said that has these properties that can go right on. you can already get you can like you can take mario on the go you're gonna be able to take you know zelda on the go um so and it comes out at a fairly reasonable price too especially i mean for the time it was 89.99 that's what it was i remember that yeah it was 89.99 at launch let's do some pad math to see what that and i, I remember dollars. that clearly today because the game boy was the first system um did i get that before the genesis or after my brother and i raked leaves and we got the game boy and then we tried to share it which of course well, was were they under the leaves the game boy what yeah, do you mean yeah we raked leaves we uh to earn money okay from from our landlord <laughs> uh yeah the landlord was putting children to work for him yes what 1989 dollars yeah 
in uh, today is geez, I don't want it in rupee or, or yen. I want it in USD. Where where is it? Where's dollar to dollar? Can you get Zenny? What the hell is going on here? Go on. I I thought I had. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the genius of the Game Boy here, and in terms of just how it uh, gained in popularity, was packing it with Tetris. Tetris, Absolutely. Tetris had by that point become it was it was becoming a very big uh, game. There was lots of uh, like shareware and freeware versions. It was packed in for, on Windows three point one. There was a lot of freeware and shareware versions packed, uh, you know, uh, done that were free for old computers. You could play it on the early IBMs, uh, stuff like that. Um, and getting a portable official version out there. Um, got so many people hooked. And the interesting thing about the Game Boy was if you wanted to get people hooked on Tetris, instead of showing it to them on um, you know, a screen, here, play it. And then you don't get your Game Hear Boy Hear that little back. chime when you find the yeah. bleep, and you go. So that really helped sell it in the U.S. Um, I'm not any sort of Game Boy historian, but it is probably my favorite system second to the PC Engine, and it's one of the only systems I still buy stuff for today. So $90 it was, $89.99? Yeah. That's $184 today. So that's pricey. Oh, it is. That, and that's why I didn't have it, because you know why? That's what it, uh, I think an NES console set, just for the console, cost about that mm. by that point in time. So Pat didn't have one. All my friends did. Not... Not bitter about it. I understand. I don't think my parents wanted to face another console with with having cartridges. Sure. Well, because the games were cheaper, but they weren't dirt cheap. Uh, th- that's why when I was growing young, were the games like twenty to thirty dollars? I think they were twenty to thirty. I think they were thirty twenty nine ninety nine. Um, but when my brother and I, um, th- that's why when my brother and I were growing up, we didn't have many games for the Game Boy. I think we had like four or five, and it was because and Tiger LCDs were like fifteen to twenty, yes. something like that. Yeah. Um, we didn't have many games because we bought that with money that we went and earned by working leaves, and my parents didn't want anything to do with it. Sure. They, they, they were already buying games for the Nintendo. They were still playing the Nintendo. You know, they loved it. They didn't, They you know, they. I remember they were like, oh, the screen is small and it looks awful. Yeah. They didn't want to get invested in that. They probably don't understand that buying Pat the $15 Double Dragon Tiger LCD is not the same experience as playing Super Mario Land. It's like entirely different. Yes. They probably didn't get that. No, and I don't think my parents necessarily did either. Damn it, parents, you didn't Which get that? fine. Um, but yeah, so uh, the longevity of the Game Boy is pretty impressive. It also depends on how you want to look at it. But technically, the Game Boy ran from 1989 to 2003. That covers everything with the Game Boy name. That's the so the Game Boy Color was obviously by then... Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Advance SP. And I understand why they. It's all considered the same line, um, because you, can, you consider advanced part of the part of the the line. Just, all the way up to SP, I do because it because will. You can play them because it'll play everything. I'm just talking about when did they stop producing the games for? Uh, I don't know. It says discontinued 2003, so I'm not sure. That, but that would be probably the Game Boy Colors and Pockets at that point. Oh, the Colors. Well, and Advances. Yeah. So you mean actual black and white? I don't think there's a real easy way to determine that because they just keep going because there was that transition period to color. They went from black and white gray cartridges yes. to black cartridges that work on both. Yes. And then the color didn't work. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think there was any official just chop So, up this, so this discontinued, that has to be for the Game Boy Color. That's No, that would be for the Game Boy Advance. Like this can do that in two thousand three. I say, oh, maybe are you just, sure? Maybe that's no, that's just Game Boy Color. You're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was saying, that's, sorry, Game Boy Color. Yeah, so that's fourteen years. If you want to call them sister, brother, sister handhelds, I'll, I will follow along that line because 
the, the technology jump up wasn't that much of anything. It was just color. Yeah, no, yeah. So you're right. You're not yeah. talking. We're not talking advanced. So here. it's a 14 year run. We'll just say, impressive. That's gigantic. That's nuts. Gigantic nuts. The library in North America is over a thousand games for color and black and white. You combine it so much so that if I do a certain Game Boy guidebook, I'm not sure I'm going to do it. It's a lot of games. Yeah, a lot of games. Now, yeah, there were a lot of uh, like. Um, Utility programs and things of that nature, translators and things and Bibles and I wouldn't say a lot, calendars. but there were. There was, I mean, it was so popular. It was, in a, it was seen as something adults like they would say like a businessman playing on the subway. They're playing Tetris and things I, like I that. I did. I, I mean, I used, I, I remember clearly seeing older people playing them, like when waiting for a doctor's office visit. Once I remember, so like they were it, they weren't nerds. Those businessmen playing those games. I remember an older person <laughs> who didn't look like at that time they played any video games or anything. You know, sitting there in the waiting room playing Tetris, and I'm sitting there with my mom, and I'm sick as hell. And you know, they're like, "Hey, do you want to play Tetris?" And I'm like, "Sure, let's play Tetris." So they they were so Nintendo was smart. They knew that this could appeal to adults first and foremost. Well, I think that's another reason why the Tetris inclusion is is so perfect because it, it it's not it's not age gated anyone loves it nine to 99 will love to play tetris sure and then um you got the little link cable to link up with the with the second player there's eventually the, the four player one which didn't work on a huge amount of games did it do you know can you name me the launch titles in north america Ian, on, on the game boy I, I know actually no i probably can't i know three that i'm sure of looking at this list obviously i would have known tetris i would have known yeah. baseball. baseball i would have known would alleyway one. i would not have known tennis and super mario land I'm, not, I'm surprised that was a launch title yeah i actually didn't know that was a launch title but i would have guessed most of the I, I always titles. knew alleyway in my head yeah. and baseball for sure yeah, alleyway and baseball because you know why that's what kevin had kevin had baseball at mm-hmm. son of a bitch he had alleyway you know what kevin never had a game boy when i was growing up it was one thing I had on Kevin. Well, he had over his stupid freckled face. Oh, they, what did he have freckles? Yeah, he, I did. mean, he did at some point. I Kevin did. Light ones. Blonde hair, freckles. A fucking shitty person. Yeah. All right, anyways. So. Dumb Yankees cap. What? Game Boy, happy 30th birthday. Like, like the Bolts is because they were popular. Not the Knicks. Come on, you're in Jersey. Oh, my Kevin. My Kevin used fucking, to. What my, a, my what Kevin. A front runner. What a fr- I hate front runners, Ian. Not I hate worse than a front runner. My Kevin was always a big Orlando Magics fan and had to have those fucking starter jackets. Had oh, the starter. Had to have the most popular shit. You know how much they cost back then? Like 120 So bucks. much. So much money. The puffy starter jackets. I, I did have one. Especially the pullover ones. I did have one. I think I had one. I had a Giants one, I believe. I had a, I had a Toronto Raptors zip-up. Oh, you like the Raptors? I like basketball. They're doing Raptors. good. They're doing good. Yeah. Raptors. Raptors were a call for me. Claw. Um, yeah, Raptors and Pistons. But uh, blah, blah, blah. so I remember he had one. He was one of those kids where like he had that jacket, uh-huh. and his mom was like, "This is expensive," and his dad's like, "It's very pricey. You, you must take care of this." And Maybe then like. It. A week later, we were at the mall, and he took it off to play Mortal Kombat 2 or 3 or something, and he left it there, and whined and cried and argued with his mom about it the entire way home, because she picked us up from the mall, and she was like, you're not getting another one. Why don't you just go back and get it? Oh, I think it was like, I I think he did, and it was was He did, and it was gone. Yeah, that's that's exactly what That's what you get, Kevin, you you snot-nosed brat. So she yells at him about it. And then the next day, he walks into with school yeah. with a brand new one. What an asshole. I fu- this sounds like my Kevin a little bit. Fr- front runner. Fucking like... How do you like the Bulls, Kevin? Starks, Ewing, Oakley, Mason. Come on, buddy. Front runner. God, it pisses me off. Then Oh, I'm a Bull. Yeah, it's so hard to be a Bulls fan in the 90s. Yeah. I'm sorry. 
Tough choice you made yeah, there. Tough it's like, choice. It's like being a fucking Duke fan. I'll, I'll, like, I'll like the best team with the best player in the world. Fucking idiot. Sorry. Well, I've got the most probability of seeing a winning game yeah. if I go Duke, so I guess I'll go Duke. Yeah, okay. Go Duke. America's team, Cowboys, eat me. Sorry, okay, Game Boy. Congrats. We're done. 30th anniversary. It's, it's over. By the way, real quick, it's not over yet, because we always forget that Plucky Turbo Express came out before the Game Boy did. And I want to, before I forget, go Don't to... forget that. Hold on. Give me a second or PC here. Engine, or whatever, PC Engine GT. Whatever. Check out Yokoi Kids on Twitter, please. Why? Because that... Game Boy thing? It's my Game Boy thing. Well, then let the audience know. That's what I'm about to say. I'll allow the plug. You said why before I could even get there. Well, let's plug your little project. Let's do it. It's not a little project. It's fun. Don't be so... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Condescending? Condescending. <laughs> Condescending is the word I'm looking for. Go to Yokoi Kids. At Y-O-K-O-I Kids. And uh, join our fun club today. It, it's a Game Boy club. It's a Game they Boy club. play one game a month. And then we write about they it. They write about well, it. Well, we don't even necessarily write about it. You can, like... Submit art or mini game. It's just, it's, it's like a it's like a it's like a, a Game Boy fetish club. We've had uh, people who write songs about the game of the month. Okay, we've had people who do you have stream. Done, we uh, not on Game a, Boy. Any no. YouTube? No YouTube stuff. Well, there's some videos you can like stream like, Game Boy. like like, you, like using... Eric from um, Retail Archaeology has done videos. Okay. Uh, drink a beer and play See, a look, game. Look at me videos. helping Ian. Okay, I mean you're not. How are you helping me? Because I'm actually letting people know what the <laughs> fuck this is. I'm actually trying to get you to explain it to people. So it's a community effort to focus yeah, on the Game Boy. It's just a community creative space. Give me a couple examples of some, some games you covered. Eh? We've done, uh, well, this month is actually Burger Time Deluxe. Uh, we've done um, Super Mario Land, of course. Okay. We did Speedy Gonzales, we, which was awful. Did you Quirk? We did Quirk. That was my first choice, actually, was Quirk. Well, look at Pat knows that. Quirk is fantastic. So we did Quirk. Um, we did Bomberman. Okay. Yeah, let's see. What else have we done? Jesus, we've done a lot. Uh, we did Gremlins 2 for Halloween. Uh-huh. Uh, we need to start picking some games that are a little bit more impressive <laughs> overall. Sure. But, All right. Yeah, so we've we've done a lot. So, yeah, if okay. you enjoy the Game Boy, come hang out with us. Come hang out. All right, what's next? You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> World's rarest video game. Extraterrestrials for the Atari 2600. Long Lost, a holy grail. It's on eBay right now. I had heard this game before. I think we might have talked about this a couple years ago. Oh, we I did. Think. This one, yeah, absolutely. This label, we talked about this. So here's the deal, people. We were talking about these these games that came out on the 2600 were basically borderline made-in-your-basement games, like Gamma Attack, where... Possibly you know, unplayable. They're playable. <laughs> they they function, or Red Sea Crossing, where you're Noah yeah. trying to get across... Where and I always I I say this it's not hyperbole how there's no collector that has a complete twenty six hundred game set that I know of I would yeah that I know of I would find it to be something that's very hard that's to what do. I've been told too by Atari collectors that they don't know anyone right because when you look at the extremely rare like ten out of ten games uh, there's a couple dozen almost that exist yeah when you look up uh, you can go to Atari Age our favorite website. Uh, you look look on a site like that, and you just take a look at oh, let's look at the rarest games. Twenty three that are ten on ten. Air Raid, we know about Air yep. Raid with the blue handle. Uh, a game called Alien, Asterix, never heard of it. Atlantis Two, which was the the, yeah, the, the, the mailway the prize yeah. contest one. A game called Beanie Bobber, Birthday Mania. That was like something that was like a local thing, I think. Uh, something called BMX Airmaster, and more and more. Demon Attack, Eli's Ladder, Gamma Attack. Uh, a game called Gauntlet, probably not our Gauntlet. 
It's not. It's one with, I think with, the, with like the you, you have to get through an obstacle thing huh. on a single screen. Exactly. Pepsi Invaders, a giveaway. You know. Uh, oh yeah. The commission. Uh, Video Life. Music Machine. I've seen a couple of these in person. I ain't seen most of these. Yeah, I saw a Red Sea Crossing, not not like out in the wild, but I think that's not even on this list for a ten, by the way, and even yeah. that's hard to find. I think someone had one of those at a convention. So here's the point: the point is that a lot of these games were were produced in such small quantities, maybe a hundred, couple hundred, and then they sold them. These weren't in retail stores. A lot of these, they sold them out of magazines or they advertised them locally. Well, and so many of these were probably like just hand manufactured yes. in a ba- like literally put together by hand by a team of one or two people possibly put together to order i mean that's possible you know and then if no one notices your fly by night game yeah so the game attack thing was such a weird thing because when they found that one i think it was in jersey they found a copy of it the author was like oh yeah i mean i still have a, some, a few of the stickers that i never put on the game yeah and he might have a, he might have i think he had pieces of a few left that he didn't put together that i think he might have sold you know so it's like this is this is what we're talking about here. This is why it's so insane. So I so I don't know a lot, a lot about this game. I'm not going to pretend to be an Atari expert like someone from uh, Storage Wars. I'm not going to pretend that. Oh. So um, when I see this stuff, I'm to me this is fun because I'm learning about something I don't know about. You know that's that's why I like to see it. So this game is just funny because obviously they're ripping off ET when you look at it, right? Yeah. This it just looks, you know, I don't even know what the gameplay looks like, but that's not what people are interested in. They just want you know a rare game. And this could be a game where, if you look at the description of this, you like the label, by the way. I think that's adorable. Yeah, it's a weird label. So when you when you look at it for more images, um, it, it's on YouTube. You can watch it on YouTube. Uh, one of a kind, one hundred percent original, authentic, one hundred Atari twenty hundred game called Extra Space Terrestrials. The first time that this game has ever been listed publicly for sale to the world. Okay, and I'm currently the only confirmed private owner of this game. The only other discovered copies are held in a Canadian museum. So this is a Canadian game when you read further. Uh, first discovered in 2012. Produced in 84. <laughs> this is So this was like, this was lost. Yeah. Herman Quast, the original creator, claimed that the production was extremely limited and only about 100 or so were ever printed. I'm shocked it's that many. I'm shocked that they, they probably produced enough cartridges for that many. How many? A hundred? One hundred. That's even more than I would have thought. It was, it was a company in Burlington, Ontario called Skill Screen Games. Three family members, along with the programmer, patented and invested their time and money into the game. That's that's interesting. It's probably like, oh, Atari's hot, even though 84 was dying out. Yeah. Let's make a game. Let's develop a game. Uh, targeted Christmas of 83. Production was delayed due to technical issues, and the team lost the opportunity to make sales for Christmas. Yada, yada, yada. It's a lot of interesting information here. Uh, Sid Bolton, who passed away, owner of the PC Museum, stated that it was the only commercially produced uh, Canadian Atari 200 game. So this is, a, I guess, it looks like a level above a guy in a basement, but not that far, far out right. when, it's, when it's a family putting it together. Sure. So uh, this is extremely interesting to me. So they're asking uh, 90000 or best offer. That's going to be a hard sell, obviously. Yes. Um I can picture a game like this, knowing that the hardcore target collectors, they'll they'll drop five figures on this. They'll drop ten thousand potentially. If there's only if there's only a handful of these remaining, you know, when you think about a hundred, uh, how many were thrown out? How many were actually sold that are, still exist? Right. There's got to be other copies out there. It's just probably not more than like whatever you want to say, 10, 20 of these things. Like how many could could still be out there? Yeah. Think about you know if half of the gold NWC still exists, 
I'm not saying half of these necessarily exist, but there's got to be some out there. I, I think it, them putting it up at 90000 is also to be like, hey, if you want to buy this from me at 90000 great. But I have mm. a feeling they're probably... I have a feeling partially this is to see what, what gets offered. Absolutely. To, to try to determine what people might think it's actually worth I mean, in the it, modern yeah, age. They know that that, that uh, graded Super Mario Brothers first edition just went for 100 k in the sale. These people know that. I'm not, and I'm, I'm not even faulting them putting up for this much. I'm just saying that. No, like I, I said, th- I don't think it's something they actually think they're going to get. I think, yeah, it's I, think, to, I think it's just to generate offers and see yeah. what what's out there. I think the most expensive Atari game sale that I know of was, in, it was that boxed area that went for like 20, I want to say 25, I think it was. Yeah, that sounds about right. And there's only like two or three boxes and only one has the manual. And I saw it in person. I saw it at the the uh, the, the, the SoCal uh, meetup. It was like five, six years ago already. Holy crap. Where I did see it after he bought it. And, I was, and it was funny because the buyer, he just spent like 20 grand on it or whatever it was. Didn't have it in any protection. He just had it. I was like, dude, listen, there's a company that makes these protectors, protectors for you. Even the soft ones. I said, like, you got to at least get a soft one, if not the hard one. He just had it out. I looked at it. I was like, okay. Wow. Cool. That's neat. So this is why it's so fascinating to me that there's still these games out there. And this one, I, again, I think I heard of this game. I think we discussed it. We did. We, I, but, I know the label. We definitely talked about there's it. There's other ones I hadn't heard of yet. And there's ones that I will never, we will never see most of these games in person. Yep. Not, you won't see them at a convention. They'll be in some private collection or in a, in a museum somewhere. So, all right, Ian. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all commission-free. While the brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, I've seen it myself. Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees, so you can trade stocks and keep all of your profits. Plus, there is no account minimum. No account minimum deposit needed to get started, so you can start investing at any level you wish. The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. View easy-to-understand charts and market data and place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. You can also view stock collections, such as 100 Most Popular, and more. With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio, discover new stocks, track your favorite companies, and get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. Robinhood is giving our listeners of the completely unnecessary podcast a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. Sign up at cupodcast.robinhood.com. We're proud to partner with Flex Pro Meals. They're a meal delivery company that sends healthy pre-made meals to your doorstep. Their goal isn't to give you salad, but epic recipes, entrees you may have grown up on, that they make healthier versions of. Eating healthy is a lifestyle change, not a two-week gimmick. So it's their responsibility to go the extra mile, giving us the most value with realistic meal options at a good price. Flex Pro Meal... Uh- Flex Pro Meals offers a weight loss fat trimmer plan for about eight fifty a meal and a lean muscle larger portion plan for about eleven a meal. Some of our most popular meal entries are smoked brisket, mac, breakfast burrito, chicken Love alfredo, it. and frankly, they uh, just added um, beef stroganoff. They did. I had it. That's pretty, good. Pretty tasty. Beef stroganoff. They also melts did. in your mouth. The beef. The beef is tender. They're, they changed up the recipes. Dumplings. I did not try the dumplings. Dumplings are good. Not you know you know I'm on intermittent fasting, so this is not good to mention. Right, these are yummy meals. the 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 brisket mac is is delicious, uh, and yes, they have the smaller meal portions. Or if you want to go large like me, you get the the bigger ones as well. My mouth is watering on the mic. Or if you want just like uh, if you want to go straight steak and veggies, you want to go straight chicken and, and sweet potatoes. You want to like go. trim down. I got to trim down. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be fighting someone soon. No. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> they also have an app where you can track what you eat, eat and keep track of it. So for 20% off your first order, 
20% off. Use code CUPODCAST when you visit flexpromeals.com. Me and Ian love them. Again, 20% off with code CUPODCAST at flexpromeals.com. Moving on to uh, prototype. a lot of prototypes in, in the news lately. Yeah. Preservationists and prototypes. <laughs> it's fun. Uh, two different prototypes. These are more like, we'll say demos. They aren't completed games that we know of. Have come come to light. The first is uh, good old Evan from SNES Central, who's writing for a certain Super Nintendo guidebook, uh, a nice unreleased game section. Superman by Sunsoft was, nice. was uh, pl- uh, according to this, was planning to make a Superman game for early in the life of the Super Nintendo. A short demo was dumped in early 2019. Ultimately, the game was canceled. This was made available from Nostalgia uh, Alley. And the video game history foundation, our pals oh, there nice. made the, made they made the dump. Of course. So there's some gameplay on online. A gameplay. It's really uh, Superman flying. Yeah. In like a cave cavern. That's really what all it is when you look at it. And then there's some screenshots showing like ground combat. Uh, combat or uh, ground like he's walking on the ground. A video? No, just like screens, screenshots. Oh, I'm just looking at the the press coverage shot. You looking at something else? Uh, no, I'm pretty sure it was right. There's flying, flying, down further. Oh, okay. So yeah, there's a shot of him standing, getting ready to punch someone. If you go, <laughs> if you go down to, uh, if you go down to press coverage. Yeah, that's from Nintendo. I remember seeing that Nintendo Power. I think I was still by that point. I think I still had Nintendo Power in '93. That was like on the cusp of when I think like Star Fox. And then, like, right after Star Fox, a few months later, I got rid of it. So, I remember seeing that at the time. Because that looks like, uh, that green guy looks like, uh, is that just a thug? Or is that, is that, what, what, Brainiac? Is Brainiac green? Uh, Brainiac, I believe, was supposed to be in the game. Yeah, okay. Foes in addition to Brainiac. But this I is, have no idea. So, so this could be, there could be more out there. Lost. With, with more material that we, we right. don't know Right, this about. is just the one dump that we know of. It, it, it really dates the uh, the article, though, when it starts off with, for a guy who's dead, DC Comics superhero. That was 93, right? Superman, 92, yep. 92 or 93, Superman died, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yep, right around there. Oh, yeah, they, they, they came out with the death and return of Superman. Uh-huh. And that was, I think, 94. About. About. I wonder if that's why it got You think shuffled. so? Because well, he died. So we have a game coming out, right? Yeah, it's possible. So let's. Uh, or or sometimes they, you know, sometimes they, you know, you you about face. For Death and Return of Superman, what was the release date? Uh, release date of the Super Nintendo game? I don't have, I don't have the book uh, completed yet. It was ninety four. Okay, and that was also Sunsoft. Sunsoft and our pals at Blizzard uh, worked on that. Really, I knew so, it was Sunsoft. I had no idea about. So Blizzard. to That's me, this neat. is this is just probably a case of them saying, "Well, we got to change up the game." Yeah. So to me, then to me, it looks like there probably wouldn't be a finished version. Is because they probably figured, let's right. That's about, what I'm, that's what I'm thinking shift. too. Because there's there's another one that comes out by them just after. It's probably not. I mean, yeah, that's probably not unfinished. Yeah. Now this Tom and Jerry one is the one that uh, upsets me a little bit more. I wish I had seen a little bit more of this. Um, in He's some, upset? huh? You're upset. You... Well, I, I love Tom and Jerry. Who doesn't? Um, the original stuff. So from what this one says, it is um, different than the other Tom and Jerry games that were released and that this one was going to try and capture the spirit of the cartoons a bit more. Uh, it was going to ah. have, it was going to have you controlling Jerry running from what is um, a very large, fairly nice looking Tom Sprite. Um, yeah. If you want to say it's like as authentic as like the, the uh, Roadrunner SNES game, like trying to really capture the real cartoon look. Right. 
how the, how they're drawn. And apparently you can like throw over, you can jump over Tom at certain points and you can throw him around the room. And so it sounds like it might have been pretty interesting to play. There's it, a few minutes on YouTube. You can w- watch it. There was, uh, it, it was, who was supposed to do it though? High Tech. High Tech Creations, I think, was who was supposed to be behind it. Uh, let me see. Blah, 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 blah. The animation's great. I'm looking at the YouTube video on this. Yeah, um, it's high tech. So you, you, so you're Jerry. You're running around. You're trying to escape. This is this is like a tech demo. It looks like right. You have a life meter, and you get caught. Uh, it's, I think it's you. It is. Uh. Interesting. So there's like a mouse trap there. You, you're you're you you can move like a, a vases, vases, and you're just trying. Yeah, this is just like a proof of concept. But it's it's animated well. It looks cute. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Tom. Yeah, Tom definitely looks pretty good there. So I think this would be this would have been fun to see to because we never really got a Tom and Jerry game that felt like Tom sure. and Jerry. They were they were they felt like you're Jerry. You're like throwing balls at little marbles. Guys. Yeah, yeah you're throwing that, marbles at spiders. That like, game was always such a disappointment. To I had me another PC up because it's a nice looking game. Like it looks, that was high tech as well. I yeah, think, it looks pretty nice, but it did not play very well. Yeah, like a boss battle is like throwing him at like his face. Yeah. Face. It's like that's not capturing the spirit of the Tom's cartoon. face. Yeah, Tom's face. What did I say? Jerry's, Jerry's face. face. Jerry. Jerry. Jerry ain't throwing marbles at himself. Gotcha. So that's uh, interesting. Um, hopefully they find one that's a little more finished. Because I, I will play the heck out of that. Uh, there's, there's an article on RetroCollect. The chase, chase is on. It was a more ambitious effort to capture the essence of the cartoon in game form. So there you have it. Uh, so, or, or is there is there one that's more finished as online, or is this also the demo that I'm seeing on here? That's, I think that's just it. Oh no, this one. More? This one looks a little bit different. I'm trying to see the boot up screen. I'm looking at someone playing it on on a TV. That's the video. There's another. That's video. That's what I was looking at. Oh, you're looking at that. I was looking at the other one. Okay. No, I was looking at the one of them on a, on the TV. Okay, uh, cause, cause, TV. Oh, because okay, so, oh, it's the same one. So this was this was unreleased. This was three years ago, four years ago. This video, so then they finally released it. Oh, got it. Okay, gotcha. Okay, well, good on them. It got released. Um, speaking of preservation, uh, speaking of preservation, Ian, and and very uh, various preservationists, uh, our our friend um, Patrick Scott Patterson uh, had a a rebuttal to the people who dare think that maybe he wasn't acting on in, the up and up in the best interests uh, yeah in the best interests of uh, video gamers and preservation and preservation at all uh so uh yes there was a response a statement a rebuttal i think i think it's only fair that we we give him his time on the show by going to video game video game preservation.com by the way yes where 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 this where uh, you can preserve games so Ian, you want you want to start it Odds are high at least some of you have come here in the wake of recent controversies. You can take the quotes off, asshole. Related to this project, please read on for the only public statement I'll be making on the matter. Archive Alley is a play on Arcade Alley, okay? So this is his new adventure, I guess? No, Archive Archive Alley? No, that's an old one. Okay. Like, it it was what he just put on hiatus. Okay. And Arcade Alley, I believe, was the previous. Anyways... 
Archive Alley is a play on Arcade Alley, the famous column that spawned electronic. Okay, that's what it is. That spawned Electronics Game Monthly magazine in the early 1980s. For decades, I was already collecting any old media I could find relating to video gaming in the early days. Dissatisfied with the practice of sites like Wikipedia and the misinformation they allow to remain published, I officially made this into a full-on project many years back. In 2017, I attempted to expand into the recovery of other kinds of video game artifacts, mostly due to happenstance. So you didn't have any interest in... Okay. It, it made sense at the time, and the change was made from Archive Alley to Video Game Preservation. That's what it was. Okay. That's the changeover. Sorry. Unfortunately, this attempted expansion proved to be overwhelming. I'm trying not to say mean things. It caused this project to stagnate and stray too far from its originally intended purpose. Which was, what, to get stuff and pretend you were preserving it? Several weeks ago, the decision was made to go back to square one and bring back our efforts to carve out just this one particular niche in the video game world rather than trying to be everything. To it. To it. To start this off, we placed 43 items into liquidation. Just say you sold them. Liquidation? I don't think you know what liquidation means. Well, Sorry, that either, on. yeah. Um, for the record, this made up just over 1% of the total number of items in the archive. That doesn't change anything what's, what's, what's who cares most of the items posted for sale were purchased by us to start most of the items posted for sale were purchased by us to start and uh, in italics and bold here and any money raised by the sales of those items has been earmarked to go back into the project oh really Please note that the Italian says portion of the last paragraph. This was clearly publicly stated, not only in a statement on this website but also within the list for selected items liquidated. liquidated. However, it clearly seems that this pretty important piece of information was left out by the professional YouTubers and bloggers who are more interested in gaining monetized traffic for themselves over factual reporting. Right. Here's, stop, stop, I just, stop, stop. I gotta say one thing. One thing, because I'm just so angry right here. Stop. It doesn't matter stop. if the sales went back into an earmarked project that no one knows if it's actually going to come off the ground, and that doesn't excuse you for calling yourself a game preservationist and selling undumped prototypes. Well, that's a lot. You give him a lot of credit. How do we know the money's going to go back into well, this that's mystery what I, that's project? What I, said, that, that I said that might go, you know, might happen in the future. Well, how, why are we taking someone's word for it that already went back on their word of being a video game preservationist in the first place? Yeah, there's no Why reason. should I? Where has trust been curried within the community to trust that that's it? Why do you think we ignored that? Because uh, we could just say that's utter crap until we see evidence that that's truthful. Yeah. You 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 have unless you built up a cachet in the retro gaming community and have shown to be a trustworthy individual, I will take you at your word at that point. But to this point, Mr. Patterson has not. No, there's been and no this reason is to clear believe him. evidence that he has not. Zero reason to believe him. So it's all fine and dandy to say, "Well, that money's going back into this project." What has the project produced to this point of of worth or value that I never heard about? the project before these games are put up for sale. Yeah, I with. mean, you could have done something good, you know, with your project by dumping what, the ROMs. What is that? Videogamepreservation.com. What is there besides this statement? What is here, Ian? I'm looking. Nothing. I, if I'm ignorant, call me out on it. I don't see anything. Well, I mean, maybe he took some of that off of I, I off of it. I have no idea. But all, all we see now is videogamepreservation.com okay, the you, statement. The statement. A research library for the history of video games and their culture. Where? Where is this? I, I'm touching it on my screen. I don't see this. Where are the documents? Where are the pictures on the website? Where is the information? 
I'll qualify that statement by noting that not one single phone call or email was received from those professionals, quote, uh, prior to their assumptive conclusions and rushed to impress strangers online through cynicism and defamation. They were defamation? In, they were in no way interested in seeking clarification, additional information, or another side of the story because that's not what draws their attention to content. No, the reason we didn't bother is because you sold undumped prototypes while calling yourself okay, a preservationist. This is, this is, Let me finish. Okay. There is no... There's no reason to contact you. What am I going to do? Call you up and be like, that was a shitty thing to do? I don't want to hear your reason for it. You had three years to do it. Wait a minute. So this is actually, this is a a pretty big accusation to say that uh, he's calling out us first and foremost because the the video was seen by a lot of people. We have, we defamed someone by saying that you did not dump a ROM for a game that was donated to you. That's that's defamation. We don't know if it was actually donated. Remember that. Okay. We even said we're not sure. Yes. But even so, there's no defamation there. We did not say we did not defame you if we spoke the truth Same. of the situation to the best of our ability. That's not defamation of character. Using uh, using using facts like you selling ROMs or you selling prototypes that you had not dumped. Uh, I mean, and disagreeing with I, it. I, I don't know why a conversation would change that. And disagreeing with it. I'm sorry that these facts are uncomfortable to you, but it's not defamation. It's not defamation of character. That's like saying if we, we thought someone. Uh, you know, hit, hit a kitten in the street and kept going on. If we called out that person, we think it's shitty you did that. That's not defamation of character. That's our opinion on your actions as an individual. You did something stupid. Don't. You're not going to. You lose got called out, out for it. And, yeah. And and here's here's and now the, you don't want to deal with getting called out. And here's the here's the problem now though is that uh, Mr. Patterson wasn't on our radar before. No. I let him do his own thing on Twitter. Where he has lots of followers somehow. I don't know how he got all those followers, I'll just say. But there's a way you can get a bunch of followers. But anyway, that's not the issue. The issue is this. The issue is that when this video came out, maybe Ian had people get in touch with him. I had several individuals get in touch with me saying, thank you for doing this video. This person, these are their words, not mine. This person has been bad for our community and here are the reasons why. And gave me things that controversially or not, this individual, Mr. Patterson, has been connected to in the past. Things with Twin Galaxies uh, and 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 just shady things from the 90s and things like that. I'm not going to bring up, but those are things that people have been communicating to me. So there could be a track record here that I don't know about, but now people are telling me about. Yeah. All right. So... Ironically, that sort of thing is what Archive Alley is aiming to snuff out in the first place, is it? I thought it was just you getting stuff. Uh, Video gaming has become a monster industry, not only in sales, but within its competitive ranks, licensing, and events. The only thing that has continued to lack in professionalism and production quality is the content created about it all. Attention, attention, just let me finish the paragraph. Attention seekers aside, however... It's recognized on this end that a major reason for it is the lack of reliable and accurate reference material for content creators to use. That's awesome, <laughs> Mr. Patterson. What reference materials have you created for the community that I, I don't know? I don't know about these refer- these magical reference materials. Yeah, YouTube videos of you playing prototypes on a screen is that the reference materials that I, I'm supposed to know about? Is there anything else? Is there any other reference materials in your career that you could tell me about? That I am missing out on. Because if I don't know, I'll admit if I was wrong. If I don't know about this stuff, I have no idea. But this is what I do know, Ian. One of the people that I... Speaking of production quality, did you know there was a Kickstarter by Mr. Parrison for a video game culture series a few years back? No. 
There was Ian. Oh, and um, he raised uh, he raised some money. He prom- uh, he raised seventeen hundred dollars, not a huge amount, but he promised. I believe it looks like six episodes. Um, six episodes of produce uh, a production. A few went on YouTube, and then uh, from what people were telling me, he didn't produce the last three from the Kickstarter and said it was because there would be a conflict of interest because he's shopping them around to, to uh, networks that were interested in the show. So he did a Kickstarter okay. and didn't fulfill it. <laughs> okay. And I watched the videos and you know what? The production quality wasn't that grand in the videos. And that's my opinion. That's not defamation. My opinion as a professional YouTuber is that those videos were trash. So this is what I'm going to say. You have a track record in front of me that people brought to my attention of misleading people potentially and doing things that others find a little shady. So why would I trust you? Why? You're not running away from toxicity or at least not toxicity um, in the traditional sense. You're, you're running away from problems you created. Don't feel bad for I, like it just. Okay. I'm not going to be called out for defamation of character when I'm pointing out things that you have done that 99% of people in the community would say, that's bad. Anyway. Sorry I got to this point. I'm agitated today, and this isn't helping. No. I didn't know he, I didn't know he put defamation in there. I did not know he put that in there. That set me off. I'm sorry. Wow. That set me off, Ian. Anyway. Best of luck with your uh, your video game preservation. Whatever. I, let me know how that money is spent. I, I really like to see the receipts of how that money goes back into your project. Let me know. Let me know how that goes. All right. You know, we're gonna. I don't care about the China game ban. We're gonna go right into tales from the game store. Okay, a little more something uplifting. I guess. Uh, so, uh, yeah, China banned some stuff. Uh, basically, I mean, one of the things that's important is you can't have mahjong games in China anymore. You sure you don't want to do that? I'm positive. Okay. All right. Uh, so let me just. <sighs> <clears throat> Saturday was a very fun day. Oh, are we going to do an intro for Tales of the Game Store? We did, Ian. We did? <laughs> As we cut in, we, they just saw it. They just saw the intro. Oh, Go. All right. <laughs> all right. So my Saturday starts off. Lane and I are sitting around and uh, guy comes in and just the way he's walking in with this big box and he puts it down. He's like, hey, I was just down at the loan center. The rent. I, he said something weird. It was like, I don't know, the savings and loan center. I, he was trying to get rid of some stuff, like a rent. Can you sell stuff to a rent center? I guess maybe that's what it was. They rent stuff out. They, yeah, they they'll buy it. So he comes in, and Lane gets up to help him, and he's like, yeah, this is a you know the system is just good. It's good, ready to go. Um, it was dirty as hell. So she sets it up and she starts to test it. And it, it, it doesn't work at all. And so he pulls the uh, choosy beggar statement. Um, it's my birthday. Can you please buy it from me? Because it's my birthday. And Lane's like, no, man, I'm sorry. We can't like, oh. we can't do that. Um, like it's a broken system. And he's, <coughs> well, what type of system was it? 
An Xbox 360. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's an Xbox 360. Okay. Um, the recurring theme. Yeah. So he's, he just stands there, and he, it, this is just the start of the day. So he's begging, and he's like, oh, but, you know, I, you could use it for parts. And she's like, no, we don't really use it for parts. And he goes, he literally says, well, they break down all the time. There's got to be something in here that you can use and it's like dude 100% you just explained why we don't want to buy your system because they break all the time and he's like and then he goes as far as to be like not even for the casing and I'm like no not no not for the casing and he just like can, can you can you mine the gold from the chips? I mean, he, stand, he just stands there and he paces a little bit and he kind of gets like an aw shucks and like picks the box up and Oh, and then he asks us, before he picks the box up and leaves, which had some other, like, miscellaneous cords and stuff in it, okay. he's like, well, can you guys throw it out for me? And usually, I will take people's recycling, like, electronics recycling. Sure. Like, if someone comes into the store and they bring me three systems and a box of games, if something doesn't work, I'm like, hey, do you want me to... Put this in recycling for you. So sure. you don't have to it goes take to a it center. They they process yeah. it. And they take Sometimes care they of resell it. stuff if they can. Yeah. yeah. So that's what we do. If if, if if it doesn't work, we'll either recycle it for them because a lot of people don't want to take it home, and I'd rather not see it in the trash. However, when you come in and try to sell me a bunch of broken, not a bunch, when you try to sell me a broken console, and then you try to get money out of us anyways because you just want some for your birthday, and then you ask me to throw out your trash. No, you're going back home with that system. And he did. Oh, shucks. Oh, shucks. So, first of all, you think, actually think it was his birthday or was that bullshit? Oh, it was bullshit. He pulled a PSP on this? On, for that? <laughs> yes, yes, pulled exactly. A PSP. It's, it's uh, like I t- I've talked to John Riggs about it and a couple other people. It's, I think it's like a, it's a thing kind of known as like a choosy beggar. I would have asked for his ID. All right, your birthday? Here's yeah. the deal. I'll give you 10 bucks if it's actually your birthday. <laughs> if not, you owe me 10 bucks. <laughs> or you can just walk away. That's what Shamed. I should say. Next time you should do that. Shamed. <laughs> so, about 45 minutes later, I'd say, these two dudes walk in. Is this, is this a medley? Oh, uh, this, this is Tales. This medley? is the Mega Saturday Fun Pack. This is Mega Saturday Fun Pack. <laughs> Saturday Mega, Mega Saturday Fun Pack. Yes. So, Mega Saturday Fun um, so two dudes come in. They look like they're in like their early twenties, and they're—I would, I would say like probably about twenty-two. They're looking around, and they decide they would like a PlayStation Three. So Lane bundles up the PlayStation Three, and I grab some discs for the games after they—they—they they, they looked for a while, and they decide that they wanted to play like the old Call of Duty mm-hmm. games. So they sure. got like Black Ops Two, uh, something and something else. So. As she's getting ready to, like, as she asks them for the money, they go, what's the return policy? And she's like, well, everything we sell has a 90-day warranty, all the hardware. Mm -hmm. There is no cash returns, but if anything happens within three months, we've got you covered. And they're like, oh, you don't have, like, a 30-day money-back thing or anything like that? No, we don't. Oh, okay. Well, that's not something that, you know many small businesses do all right so they take two steps back and they're talking amongst themselves lane lane and i both at this point are like okay they wanted to buy it use it for a week and return it we assume in our heads that they're not going to buy it Uh but 
we don't say that, but I, it's just there's a shared feeling there when stuff like that happens. You kind of get an idea as to what's going on. So <clears throat> after hemming and hawing for a bit, they decide, okay, yeah, we'll we'll take it. We're like, okay, cool. So we sell it. How much again? I, I don't know. They're fucking cheap at this point. Okay. It was uh, it would have been like a hundred. I think it was a hundred for like a one hundred and sixty gigabyte PS3. Okay. So <clears throat> they buy that in a couple of you know five dollar games essentially. And they're like early twenties. Yeah. Okay. Hour and a half later, they come back in. They're like, it doesn't work. I'm like, okay, well, what seems to be the problem? I've heard this before. <laughs> we 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 test all this. We test everything. Uh, well, uh, we tried three games and they all froze. Uh, I'm boot up. Like, okay. Now, that would be a really weird thing to get past us. But, you know, saying all three games froze on boot up, I'm like, all right, well, maybe it's, maybe it's a disc or something like that. Uh The disc drive error, but how would we have missed it? So, I think (laughs) they were hoping we were just going to be like, I don't know. Here's the money back. Like, if there wasn't one we had to replace. Because people always assume that I'm an asshole. But if, like, you buy <laughs> if you buy something from me, and it's legitimately broken, and I don't have a replacement handy, yeah. I'm not going to yank you around to be like, well, you'll have to come back in a week and get another one. No, I'm going to get... You have a few PS3s laying around. Yeah, you're going to get that money back if that was actually the case. But we have PS3s at the other store, and I knew this one wasn't broken. They just knew it was the last one we had. So I don't know if they... I honestly think they were expecting us to just give them the money back. This was buyer's remorse? Yes, exactly where I'm going with this. Buyer's remorse, because they didn't seem like they wanted to buy it initially as soon as they found out they couldn't return it. So why buy it? And they were talking about how... You know, they wanted to get together with, like, friends and play these games this weekend. So it didn't sound like it was going to be, like, a long-term thing that they wanted they want to, to do. do it, they want to do a weekend rental? So, yes. <laughs> and that's why and that's why places like us don't do cash returns. Because we can't that. afford to rent your money while you rent our system. That money needs to be... Well, you're not ours. renting your money, the, the, you know. Well, we're renting their well, money yeah, if they bring it saying, back. I, yeah, they're getting a free rental. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so... Um. So Lane, this time, yeah, it's Lane. Lane hooks it up, and she goes, all right, so what was the issue? And the other guy goes, Black Ops 2 froze three times. Okay. As opposed to three games freezing at the load-up screen. So Lane puts the game in, and you can already tell they're like... They're like, oh, no, we're yeah. going to found out. So... It loads up immediately. Sure. And Lane's like... She's just playing. She plays for like five minutes. She's like, well, seems like it's fine. They're like, no, no, try the other games. The the other game didn't work. The other games didn't work. I'm like, what other... And they're like, try the Modern Warfare. So Modern Warfare goes in. (laughs) Works fine. Lane plays that one for like five minutes. (laughs) Okay. It's a great job. So we... So we look at him and we're like, here's the last one you bought. And they're like, well, we had a Bioshock that froze too, but we that, we didn't buy that from here. Okay, well, we're going to try the last game that we that you bought from us, which I think was another... Mo- uh, no, it was those two. It was those two. And we wanted to try the third game. They're like, oh, that's a Bioshock that was ours. And I'm like, okay, well, it looks like everything's fine. And 
they were like, well, it, it freezes when we try to go online. Can you try to take the game online? And at this point, I'm like, no. They just keep shifting everything. Sure. Moving the goalposts. So they take it back and they leave. I get a call about an hour later. And this is a, this is a part of the whole story that always makes, like, it was just weird. I answer the phone. I'm like, Luna Video Games. And they're like, hi, this is one of the two young men who came in earlier <laughs> and bought a PS3. Mm-hmm. They referred to themselves as young men. It was just We're a very... upstanding young, young men. men. Like, what? It was just... That will stick with me forever. It's like, why are you... Not I, even men or boys or... <laughs> we are young... I'm one of the two young men. I am 22, sir. I am 22. I'm I a am, senior. I am young and I am a man. I, I am not a child and I am not old. I am I'm, a young man. I'm a letterman. I'm a letterman. <laughs> so... They go, okay. Like, it won't connect to the internet. Which is something that they had said as they were leaving last time, you know, about the, you know, because they said it was freezing. And they said, maybe the Wi-Fi adapter is broken. This is what they're telling me on the the phone now. So, basically, when they left last time and they were asking me to check online, I was like, also, you know, we have to clear these systems before we sell them. And you have to be able to log on to the internet to clear Clear the system. So, you you had the Wi-Fi at some point. Yeah, the Wi-Fi was working at some point. So they call me back, and he's like, "I'm I'm fairly certain it's it's the Wi-Fi uh, adapter." <laughs> Trying to do his best grown-up voice, <laughs> and yeah, I'm surprised they didn't come in like one on top of the other one with a trench coat on. Hi, we are an adult. <laughs> um, so he's telling me, okay, and I'm explaining why why it worked at one point, and I said, I don't know what the status of is of these games. I know that you can still play them online. I said, but did you consider that it, with everything else working? That it might be a server issue with one of those games. Maybe there's just a problem with one of those games right now. They're old games. They're old games. So, like I said, I know you can still play them online, but that doesn't mean that the server is the most oh, upkept. Yeah. So, who knows? I'm just spitballing here. And he's like, no, I don't think it's server-side. Because, because uh, uh, or he's like, I don't think it's server-side. He's like, I think it's the adapter. Because all of my iPads and iPhones, all of that stuff is hooking up to our Wi-Fi. And I'm like, that doesn't mean anything sure i said you know thus implying that the 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 ps3 isn't um and then (sighs) oh he goes and i know he's like i'm certain it's the wi-fi adapter because when it wouldn't connect via wi-fi i hardwired it in okay and he's like and it didn't work then and i'm like okay then it's not the wi-fi because if it was the wi-fi What's what is the re- he's making these false relationships? Sure. I see where this is going. So how does how does this uh, how does this so, resolution? This? Oh, we're we're not there yet. Oh, Jesus. So I'm yeah. So basically, um, I'm like, look, I, it, you brought it here. It worked. Mm-hmm. I said I have no problem with you exchanging the system for another system if that's what you would like to do. I said maybe there's just something weird going on. I said, but it works here. So I'm like, there's another system. Down in Chula Vista. It was actually a slightly nicer model. And, okay. I, and I was like, just go and exchange it. So I call. Uh, so they're like, okay. All right. When are they open till 8? I'm like, yeah, bring, take your receipt. So I call uh, Walter. And I'm like, Walter, please set aside that PlayStation 3. Mm-hmm. I said, when they bring it in, if you could, please set it up. Hook it up to the TV. And, and, just, and just show it. No, this is the one they're exchanging. I'm like, oh. show them 
that you can connect it to the internet. Mm-hmm. I said, and then you can still give them the other one. I said, I just want them to know that we did not sell them a broken. But you product. know they're bullshitting. You. Yes, yes. But so why even go through that rigmarole? Because you're a good business person. Because you're it's, giving them benefit of the doubt. Because it's fun. No, it's not fun, but it's just it's what you have to do. Sure. But also, it's a sneaky way of being like, "Fuck you! I know this works." Sure. So, half an hour later, they walk back into you're the sure. La Mesa store, and I just at this point, I'm losing my patience. I go, "So you already went down to the other location? It's too far away." Okay, then. I said, "Okay, so what? What are we? What? What's going on?" Well. Can you please hook it up to the... Yes, yes. So I take it and I hook it up to the internet and it's fucking fine. Immediately. It's fine. So then what do they say? They're, I'm like... So I, I like... I put the game in and I'm like... I'm looking around. I'm like, all right, well, just let me know when I get further than you did or if it's supposed to be freezing right now. And I'm like... Like almost immediately like, oh, you're already further than we were. I don't even think I was in the online mode. <laughs> like I just don't... Why think, would it freeze at the server? I just don't think they cared enough to like have me go through it. They're like, yeah, you're, yeah, you're farther than we went. I think they just realized that at this point it wasn't going to happen. So why did they have you test the Wi-Fi then at that point? I don't know. And, and, the, and the 1% chance that it wouldn't hook up to your Wi-Fi? No, I think it's because I, the whole thing is I think they had buyer's remorse and didn't think that we were actually going yeah, to test sure. all of this shit out. I think they thought... When they were buying it, they're like, and it's, it's, I'm not saying you're an asshole. Everyone thinks about this. This happens a lot in retail. If you think I'm lying, you, a lot of times in retail, people will want to buy something and then return it once they are done using it. Sure. Happens with tools. It happens with games. Or oh, this, ha- you can't do it. Right. So, you can't do it. <sighs> tools, really? So, um, they did with a sledgehammer once. Yeah. No, no, it was, it was big clippers. I needed to get a lock off, but it was like a t- fucking huge $20 thing. I, I just returned. I didn't need it. Yeah. <laughs> so I understand, like, I don't like that idea, but I understand where it comes from, and I don't think you're bad for it. Uh, so, you know, when they were doing that in front, I'm like, when they bought it, I'm like, this is going to be problems. I said, I know we're going to have a buyer's remorse you know, situation because they're like sh- shifty and like. Ugh. So, I mean, finally the guy goes, "Well, what can we do? It's not working at home." And I said, "I don't know." I said, "But at this point, I said it has to be something with your internet or something with the Activision servers." And I said, you can go down to the other location where I put a PS3 on hold for you, and you can exchange it if you'd like, but there is nothing more I can do for you here. You have to go sure. there. And then they took the receipt and left, and I have, honestly, I have no idea what else happened. That was Saturday, and I haven't paid attention to work since then, because Saturday pissed me the fuck off. There was more than that, too, but whatever. That's about all that matters. That was the resolution? Yeah. We don't know how it ended up? It was a cliffhanger. Yeah. Well, I'll find out from Walter what the fuck? and let you know. I'll have to update. I'll have to update it. I'm actually wondering how that happened right now. So yeah, it's a cliffhanger. Son of a bitch, Ian. This could be the most disappointing tales from the game store yet because there's no resolution. There's no good resolution. I just got them out of my fucking hair. Oh god. I hope this this, this is disappointing to the to the the, the, the the fan base of tales from the game store. I don't give a shit. This is like this is like watching the two towers. Yep. You gotta wait a whole year. It's like, this is Infinity War. Just snap the fingers. We don't know what's going to happen to these. these they try to scam the other store or not? No idea. Walter would have killed them, though. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's intense. So hopefully I'll have an update for next week. I'll, we'll see what happened. Um, I have a feeling that Walter probably lit them on fire and threw them into the street. <laughs> oh, okay. Walter's not as, as, as patient. If when he's the nice one at your at your video game store, then Walter you're Walter is problem. very, very nice and very sweet, but he can also... Um, he can he can lose his patience very quickly. Okay. I guess it's like me to an extent. All right. That was our Tales 
from the game store. The Mega Saturday Fun Pack Edition. All right, Ian, we have a Patreon poll topic. Uh, poll topic. Ian, how do you... Patreon.com slash CU podcast. Ian's going to have some writing up. Pick a pick a tier. Get involved. I got, I got some tiers. I got some tiers from looking at videogamepreservation.com. That's the tiers I have. It is right warm now. in here. It, it, well, you, you, got, you got fired up for that story, uh, in a way. So here's our Patreon uh, poll topics. In third place, 18%. Oof. Games you've wanted to finish but find too difficult. 18% only. What would a CU podcast review look like? 24% <laughs> on the dot. And number one at 58%. Games you've disliked when younger but now enjoy when older. Ian, this was your suggestion. I, I can't sta- I could not stand Civilization when I was growing up. Really? Yeah. The, the original on the PC? Yeah. Just couldn't get into it. I didn't like looking at all the... the Icons and I, yeah, the icons. little weird looking uh, settler thing with like a troll. Yeah, like all that stuff. I I could not get into it. You couldn't keep me occupied. You couldn't keep my attention held with a game of Civilization for more than I don't know five minutes. I just never got into it, and it wasn't that I didn't like builders or things like that because I liked SimCity. I liked some Sim games. Um, I liked some strategy games, but Civ never ever clicked for me when I was younger. Really, and then. It wasn't until Civ Four came out that I really started to, which is regarded as one of the best ones. Yeah, it, it, two it, is regarded as a classic. Four is a classic. I think six. Six is, is very good. good. Yeah, so it's, like, it's like the it's like the Star Trek movies. Yeah, five, you, go, you go to the even numbers. Five was definitely considered an off <laughs> off year. An off year. I mean, still a good game, but you know, an off year. So six has been really good. But yeah, then I got into it with four, and. I don't know. I just realized that I, I think the reason I never liked them when I was younger was I didn't feel like I ever really understood what was going on. I think I made the well, game... How old are you talking? Were you like 10? Yeah, 10. 10's a little young for Civilization. You're probably like 12, 13. Probably, but I was playing, I mean, I was playing like computer games all, of all sorts since I was like 7 or 8, you know, well, Civil- Adventures, but still. But that's I, different yes, than Civilization. It is, it is. So I, I understand what you're saying there. Because I was only, I was probably, we got it with the Sound Blast for 16 pack. It was a four pack Microprose game. I remember playing it originally uh-huh. and not getting it. I came back a year later and I understood it more. I gave it yeah. a chance. So, I mean, I moved on and was doing all sorts of other stuff. And then, yeah, it was Civ 4. Um, a friend suggested I pick it up. And I did, and I was like, holy shit, this is great. And it's not nearly as complex as I, as, as I thought. Civ is a game of complex interactions and choices, but the actual flow of the game is not very hard to learn. No. And that's, I think, one of the things that scared me was just this idea that I'd never be able to... It's too complicated. ...to figure it all out. I'm like, uh, okay, I'm going to go play Willie Beamish instead. Um, never got through Willie Beamish. I can never, I can never get past this, that second day with the, the bully. I like that game. It's a weird one, though. Never understood it. That was a, a Dynamics release. Yeah. Exactly. My friend had it on, and his, uh, we played it off of the, it was his Apogee server, wherever the hell we're downloaded from, where the fuck it was in 93 on the internet, whatever the hell. Remember, remember Apogee? Yeah. No? Or yeah. Apogee Games? What was it? No, he had CompuServe. Yeah, he had I was going to say. I think he, CompuServe and Prodigy, but Prodigy didn't have stuff like that. No, he had Prodigy. Okay. He had Prodigy. I don't know if he downloaded it or he... No, that's too big a download. Yeah, you couldn't, have on, done, you couldn't have done that. That was on CD, wasn't it? Prodigy. No, that was on disc. It was on disc and CD. You could have downloaded that. I don't think disc. Prodigy offered that sort of. Okay, then he just had, he had bought it. That's fine. Uh, that yeah, I got it for my tenth birthday. Uh, Willie Beamish. So, uh, bu- 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 so yeah, it would be it would be uh, Civ for me. I, I, I don't have anything on top of my head to be honest. That 
Because why would I come back to a game like this when I was younger ever? Why would I even think about coming back? Well, because, you know, people might like it a lot, and you may have played it younger you in a what? situation okay. when, when you weren't as into it, and pe- you were like, what is it all about? And you went back later. Right, that's fine. what I did with Civ. Looking at a certain NES guide app, this is the, the, the beta version of a new one, by the way. You know what? Ghosts and Goblins. Fair. Just scroll pit. Ghosts and Goblins, way too difficult when you're, you know, eight years old, nine years old. Like, couldn't get past the first level if, if you put a gun to eight-year-old thick but quick pat's head when he was eight couldn't do it nowadays i'm not bad at ghosts and goblins or ghouls and ghosts i'm you know a little bit more my reactions have gotten better when i got older usually it's the opposite when it comes to stuff but you know i'm a little better at, at, at that intricacy of the you know game design and you know it's like respectable yeah, yeah it's true but um i'm better at contra than i was anyway so that, that's one that in general I, I those games like that i didn't like those games like that where it was so punishing I couldn't do it. Now I could probably get into it a little bit. Sure. You know, I can get into it and get get into the trenches with it with a ghost and goblins. <clears throat> as long as it's, you know, a hard game, but not a hard game like a, it's not the blue bomber for you. It's not Mega Man. Oh, well, those, those I never played it as a kid that much, but I said not the blue bomber. I was like, where, where are you going to go with that? Um, What's another one? I like Clax now. Ian doesn't like Clax. Ooh, I ooh, like Clax. Oh, Clax gets such an immediate reaction. I'm surprised at how immediate that reaction was. I hate Clax. Clax is a oh three, my God. three and a half stars according to a certain NES guide app. What? Yes, it's enjoyable. Ah, no, it's not. It is, it is the 90s, and now it is time to throw Clax away. It's the 90s, and it's red. It's time for Clax. It sucks. That game it's sucks. It's time to Clax it up, Ian. Clax is fucking miserable. It's good. Uh, I remember playing it in the arcade machine. That it, uh, They had an arcade Clax at um, Casino Pier in Seaside Heights. And I remember getting my ass kicked when I was a kid. And I was just like, oh, this looks interesting. Weird to have a puzzle game like that in the arcade now you think about it. But yes. that was an arcade game. Yeah. All those great Atari games in the 80s to early 90s, the mid-80s. I was, I was, if I could have an arcade of just those Atari games, like a Rampart next to a Paperboy, next to a, a Vindicators, next yeah. to a Road Blasters, next to an APB, hey, next to a Marble Madness. Are you getting the picture? These are all distinct games that are entirely different. I would do it in a second. With the clacks, I would do it. Um, so, I'm sorry I'm not good at this because like, I'm, I'm only thinking about NES games. PC That's stuff. all you ever think about is NES no, games. I, what the hell? <laughs> you know, I just brought up Willie Beamish and Civilization. <laughs> No, I know a lot about games. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Uh, I'm just looking for the NES because I have a list in front of me. I'm, I'm, I really can't remember a lot of PC games I didn't like because that I would come back to. Iron Helix, I didn't like that game. I never came back to it. That was part of the Sound Blaster pack. Remember Iron Helix? Yep, I do. I do. All right, well, I mean, that might might be that. That might be that. I, I gave you Ghosts and Goblins. That's fine. And that's it. Is that it? We're done. Yeah, because we're 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 socking that other question away for for polls. So I'm really I'm really having trouble finding another NES game that I didn't like and came back to. You know, I'm just trying, trying to find one. North and South never played as a kid. Is that it for the CU podcast? This was a weird one. That was a good one. Was it wasn't that bad? It was fine. Should we put that PSP one on YouTube or leave it off? It was a little it was a little harsh. Yeah, you can leave it off. I, I thought it was fair though. <laughs> fair, harsh but fair. Fair. It's fair. It's true. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. As long as he doesn't come back and do anything, people know. People know that you know what's going on. People know his heart. I'll just say that. Yes, you don't know where his heart lies. All right, I, uh, I got a certain NES guidebook that's almost out of print, so don't buy this one. Wait for the new one. So, do let, you please tell everyone about your little project? Oh, the Super Nintendo one. <laughs> I'm making fun of you. Oh, I, yes, yeah, for making fun of me. I made fun of you. 
the Yokoi kids. You call them little projects. So well, I just referred to your Super Nintendo book as little projects. Well, it's cute. It's a, it's a hobby at this point. It's not a business. So no, I, I, I didn't, I didn't say is. it was a business. Well, I mean, what do you want me to call it? <laughs> your, your, uh, your hobby? Project is fine. <laughs> I, I got more information out of you than you provided, Ian. That's why I'm a good interviewer. You're like, okay, that's it. I'm like, well, tell us about the games you've done. Okay, and community. Well, you shot me down so soon. I'm sorry, Ian. You shot me down I, so I, soon. It was, it was a little needle I gave you. You, you didn't respond well to the needle that's, sometimes. It's fine. So, check out Yokoi Kids. Check out UltimateSNES.com, or I think I have SuperNESBook.com. You can pre-order a certain Super Nintendo guidebook that I'm working on six hours a day at this point, even on weekends. Check out so, Pat's Milk Market. Lots of deals at the Milk Market. I'm making fun of my boobs. What are you doing? Talking no, about I was. Talking about? I don't know. My brain started going elsewhere, and I was thinking about what it would be like if Pat owned a corner store, a bodega. Yeah, I would. I'd have at least one bodega cat in my boot. Check out bodega cats on Twitter. One of the best. Yeah, do that too. I, I, did I, I wore the bodega cat shirt on on the podcast? I did it. I did it once. I wore the bodega cats uh, shirt. How was your zoo visit, by the way? Oh, it was fantastic. Uh, we did not get to say goodbye to Bayun, which was sad. The pandas are leaving us because yeah, China they, hates us now. They, they I. It's fine. We had, we had a good run. It was like 25, 30 years yeah. of pandas. I'm going to I'm going to be political right here. I'm blaming Trump directly. For, for the tariffs? Uh, for us lo- yeah. For yeah. Us, I, from what I heard... Oh, um, it has something to do with it? From what I heard, and I could be wrong, but from people in the zoological society, is basically this. Even when governments don't get along... The zoos get along. The, they have the zoos get along because it's for a greater good. It's for yes. a greater cause. It's like the Olympics. Someone said, I, I, I was talking to someone about it. I can't remember. They basically gave, kind of gave me a wink and a nudge and said, in the past two years, Things that relationship harder. has gotten harder. And I think Son that's why they lost. fucking it. bitch. Now I'm pissed. So, yeah. Um, but it was really good. Uh, I got to see my Tasmanian Devils. They're my favorite at this point, I think. Um, so like that, like the wombats. Oh, uh, we said hi to the fishing cat for you. Oh, Sam the fishing cat. That's why I call him Sam. He was, he was kind of hidden, but he was up there. We could see him cleaning himself. He's been more more out in the open lately. Yeah. He's so camouflaged, though. It could be a she. I like to call him Sam. That last time I saw him, I like looked past him because usually I'm like looking up there. He was like sitting right there. Vani's eyes. One time he went back and forth. I was like, "This is the best day of my life." Yeah, I've had that. I I, I had him playing in the water the once. Oh, was, yeah. I've never seen him in the water once. Once, oh, the yeah, thing. he was like in it, and then he would swim, and then come oh, up, and he was kind of oh like God. looping around. Did you get video? No. Oh, this God. was like this was a couple of years ago. My favorite. Um, fishing anyways, place. the zoo is always good. It always calms my ass right the fuck down. Zoo is the greatest thing on earth, and I, I'm not going to bring up horror stories. I try to retweet stuff about animals disappearing, like in, in China. There's that that turtle species that well, the last female died. They tried to impregnate it because they don't know if there's any females left. There's, right. there's like two in the wild. We don't know what they are. They're all fucking dead. So, um, support your local zoo and conservation efforts. This could be like when, if, when Pat becomes billionaire, Pat in like fifteen years. This could be my my greatest cause. Oh, I'm, I want to be the next Conrad Previs. He's the guy whose name is like all, oh, over, all, all yeah, all yeah. the different shit. Like it's it's Conrad Previs, Radies, and uh, who's the you other? You want me, Mister Rady? He's still around, Rady. Yeah, there's there's three. Big time donors who have their names all, all over the zoo, like on their like. On, so like, you wouldn't be you wouldn't be a, 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 an anonymous. You would just say, yeah, I want I want the Ferguson uh, Ferguson Tasmanian Devil Pit. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. You want your name if on I it. ever get the money to you start the doing cool it. stuff at the zoo, yeah, I want the name on it. I Maybe do. I'll gift you, man. Package, <laughs> I will gift you that, Ian. I'll, be, I'll give the Ian the Ferguson Tasmanian Ian. Devil Pit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can hang out. You can feed them. 
You can you can like launch feed at them with a button. I don't know. Bonnie but. and I were watching some uh, zoo goers feed the okapi. Oh, that because I really wanted to go That's see the okapi. That's my ex's favorite okapi. Love the okapi. Favorite. And there's a there's a calf now. There's a baby okapi. Yes, absolutely. I the baby follow. okapi. We we waved at it, but it was hiding off on the back. Um, but the a big one of the bigger okapis was up front, and it's this little area where there's a fence and like a spot for it to rest its head on the fence, mm-hmm. and it's where. Um, like people who pay more can stand and they're feeding it romaine lettuce leaves. Oh, wow. One by one. Oh, and it was cute, but Vadi and I are watching and like, you could almost see the Okapi getting angry. Like it's fucking romaine lettuce, Sharon. I need more than one at a time. One leaf isn't going to get it done. (laughs) It's like with humans. You you don't ever fork one piece. It's like a whole (laughs) chunk of them. And you know, the people are like, Oh, and you know, the tongue comes out. It's cute. And it's like pulling away. For those out there don't know what a copy is because your zoos are don't compare, unfortunately or not. (laughs) And a copy is a cousin of a giraffe. It's basically the combination of a giraffe and a zebra when you look at it. Yeah. But it's basically a mini mini zebra. Excuse me, mini giraffe. It's got it's got the same tongue and same head as as a giraffe. It's got the same yeah. But it has striped but it has striped lower body. And then yeah, it's, it's ass really, haunches are striping. It's like a made up fucking um no man's sky animal. They're That's the best. A, They're the best. Okapis are the best. And yes, Okapis definitely look like they were generated by No Man's yeah. Sky. <laughs> I don't know how I thought of that. <laughs> but, but it's absolutely right. But of course, they're, they're, they're in critical condition because their habitat's gone and people kill them for meat. This is why you fucking need zoos because there is potentially a future where a majority of the animals will just be in zoos. Yes. Like, that's not outlandish. If you don't have the zoos, there's no of them to live. Having zoos make sure that some survive at least. But they're in captivity. Eat me. They're having a great fucking life. They're not getting hunted by anything. They don't have to worry about fucking food. They live longer in captivity well, as well. Also, if you want them to live long outside of captivity, you need the research that is done. Which the zoos provide. provide. What's wrong with this? Why did it, why is the Tasmanian devil have a face cancer? Or well, why and, did they die? And didn't we didn't we learn I think we looked it up the last time we talked about the zoo? Uh there is a face cancer, and they're that. fighting back from it because See? of this shit. Yes. They do research. Tasmanian devils because, went okay. from Let me tell you. just fine Let to nearly, like, almost extinct. Like, right on the line, when, and now better again. When you, have, when you get these animals in your local zoo, step one is to getting them. Step two is keeping them alive. So you have to do research, medical research, on the koala, for example, yep. on the Tasmanian devil. On these creatures to make sure they live longer. Animals aren't cheap to like. You can't just buy a giraffe. So you have to take care of the creatures, and that's research that goes back out into the wild. Look at these cute morons. Why do I have to explain this to to people? Why do I have to? Why, Ian? Why? I thought the zoos was the one thing that everyone could fucking agree upon. That not saying all zoos are the greatest. Zoos in general are fucking great. Ooh, a baby Tasmanian devil. Let's just we, we should just live stream the Tasmanian devil like <laughs> capture came at the zoo on our on our Twitch. Yeah. They, they probably have one. Uh, you know they must have one. All right, I'm sorry. Go support your local zoo. If you're in San Diego, please the San Diego Zoo or or the um the, the Wildlife Safari, which is also the same organization. Go go out. I got. I haven't been to the safari. In, like, I need to go. Very six soon, years. Yes. I gotta get back to that. That's more of a wide open. We're about captivity. Captivity. That's more of a wide open, literal safari atmosphere. Yeah, and if you, I mean, yeah. the day. I mean, it can be real hot or real cold. But if you go on a day where, like, you hit that train ride because you can walk it. But if it's the first time you go, I do recommend doing the train at the Wild Animal Park too sure. to see everything, get an overview because it's big and you have to hike a lot around there. Um, but you get on a train and it will tour you around the huge exhibits and. Sure. 
uh, if the animals are out, it's awesome. It's like scenes from a nature documentary yeah. because the shit is massive. Yeah. Uh, but if they're all hiding and sleeping, I mean, you're looking at boring ground. Let the animals go. What? So they can get killed by poachers? Sure. They can get cut up and for their parts by fucking animals this that are worse. Sorry. This Tasmanian devil's wearing a cast. That Tasmanian devil wouldn't have gotten a cast. If it it would not get cast in the wild. If it, it broke it, its arm not in the in wild. Ze- not in Tasmania. Absolutely not. No. I was going to say New Zealand, but it's Tasmania. Yeah, it's a little island off New Zealand in Australia. No. We always forget about Tasmania. All right. We're going to get going. That's, That's Ian it. Ferguson. That's me. I'm Pat Contry. That's him. Be good to each other. Good day.